I I imagine myself like wearing a tinfoil hat and like <laughs> having newspaper clippings up on the walls of my apartment with like string attached to them <laughs> and just a crazed look in my eye. Uh-huh. That is the setting. Welcome to Please Bless This Podcast. This is the podcast where two sisters talk about all things Mormon and pop culture. And sometimes we just celebrate the new year here with you. Yeah. That's so nice. 2023 let's go this is a special edition of the podcast another holiday edition but this time the holiday is new year's and we're focusing on new year's resolutions mormon style yes and that means digging into mormon goal setting mm-hmm. yeah the Oof. culture of goal setting within the mormon church because holy smokes mormons yes. are all about it this has taken us down some really interesting paths. Yeah, you know, hasn't made me feel super good, you know, honestly, <laughs> to reflect on this stuff, especially, and we'll go into this, but especially learning about the new programs that the church has introduced um, in place of the ones we grew up with, which were like real rigorous. Mm-hmm. And now it's so lo- loosey-goosey yeah the new kids have it easy it's pretty lightweight yeah we grew up under the strict regime of personal progress and yeah it definitely like looking back at some of these materials and thinking about this I've been like oh this is why I never felt good about myself yeah like this is why I grew up with this intense complex about my own personal failings and weaknesses yeah Got this it. is why I fundamentally have rejected all of this kind of shit in my <laughs> adulthood to a fault. Well, here's the thing. I have not. I'm still yeah. an absolutely unhinged goal setter. Like it's right. it's like ridiculous. And not that I am super successful at achieving all my goals, but I set them like a lunatic. Yeah. And I was going to say, what's your relationship with goal setting? Oh, well, we'll get to that because <laughs> okay. I have several spreadsheets. <laughs> you would. I'm so sorry to say. You're our mother's but daughter. This is the thing. Goal setting, being good at that is not it's a like good an, thing. Is is great. Yeah. And the church definitely encouraged that. And it is a thing you could look at and be like, way to go, church. And mm-hmm. even that they've like made it less intense. Good yeah. yes, for the best. For sure. But the framing of all of it is what really matters. And the framing mm-hmm. is ugh. Yeah. Bonkers. Let's get into it. Should we talk about the past, present, or future? Where are we starting here? Yeah, where do we even begin i know what did it look like for us maybe let's give a little bit of a background on the program that we came up in okay so when we were young the program for youth was called personal progress well i'm sorry just for girls for girls yeah boys were doing like boy scouts and earning merit badges Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and maybe they had other goal setting stuff that i yeah there was like duty to god which i think was like preparing you to go on a mission Sure. Yeah. They were setting all kinds of goals, but we Mm -hmm. girls had personal progress and there were like different stages of it. When you were 12 to 14, you were a beehive, 14 to 16, you were a my maid, 16, 18, you were a laurel. And at each step you could earn a necklace or like, yeah, there was some jewelry you earned Mm -hmm. if you like accomplish your personal progress goals during that two year period. Yeah. Did you earn your jewelry? You know, 
it, what's so funny is I never did. Number one, not motivated by jewelry. <laughs> number two, not interested in all the follow up with a leader or 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 parent. Mm-hmm. Don't want to talk about this stuff with anybody. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel comfortable. But you know what's really funny is, and I don't remember exactly what callings I held within those different tiers, but I generally think I was the president. Uh huh. I believe you. Which is funny because I was so just borderline spaced out the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you were the HBIC, but you did not care about those goals. I think I was really good. I mean, I think I was like being kind of a comedian and I was mm-hmm. like giving really good talks. Mm-hmm. But underneath the surface, what nobody knew except my parents and direct leaders was that I was just coasting. Um, I did earn all the jewelry that there was to be earned. Um, <clears throat> to my credit, I never wore any of it because I thought it was so goofy. Yeah. I remember though being at BYU and women there wearing their final young women medallion. Yeah. In, who were like 20 years old. And yeah. it was this like very clear signal, like mm-hmm. I'm an accomplished young woman. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to get married and be your housekeeper yeah I've known adult women like married with kids adult women who continued to wear theirs Mm -hmm. fascinating yeah status simple for sure so the basic structure of personal progress was that there were oh my gosh there were all these values yes that the young women were meant to like learn about and represent and you set goals based on each value several of them several Mm -hmm. goals and you did like different projects to achieve those goals and then like you said you were like reporting back to a leader or a parent you were writing Mm -hmm. in your journal and reflecting Mm -hmm. and you were getting the stamp of approval on all of your accomplishments along the way and I wish I could remember some specifics do you remember any of your specific like projects or goals well I remember doing some interesting things in young women that I Mm -hmm. assume yeah had some place within personal progress like baking sure like I took a self-defense class oh that's kind of cool which was actually great yeah that's a good one I think I made a quilt I have a sense that I did some kind of family history related project of some kind I'm sure I'm sure I did too yeah that sounds that sounds real that was the basic gist of it. It's not that they were crazy elaborate projects, but they also weren't nothing projects. Like they took some time. For sure. It was rigorous. Like you were, there were a lot of values that you had to cover. Yeah. So to talk about the values, I feel like we need to recite the young women motto. Okay. I don't have it memorized. I have it in, in front of my face. I bet Lisa, that if you started, you would hundred years. <laughs> So the Young Women motto, for people who don't know, is this thing that every Sunday girls in the Mormon church, 12 to 18, stand up and recite because Mormons love a recitation. They love memorization. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could do it. Yeah. I think I could do it without anything in front of me. I'm going to try. Really? I just want to hear you do it. Okay. And I'll tell you if you're getting it. Okay. We are daughters of our Heavenly Father who loves us and we love him. We will stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things and in all places as we strive to live the young women values, which are faith, divine nature, individual worth, knowledge, choice and accountability, good works, and integrity. We believe that as we make and keep sacred covenants, receive the ordinances of the... Wait. We believe that as we... 
come to come to accept and act upon these values we will be prepared to make and keep sacred covenants receive the ordinances of the temple and enjoy the blessings of exaltation very good like 90 percent, right i definitely had all the values and the last bit memorized for some reason not the first bit um i was gonna say though so faith divine nature individual worth knowledge choice and accountability good works and integrity are the values but when i was coming up in the church we also had virtue. That's right. You all added an extra value. We did. And virtue basically meant don't have sex. Yes. Chastity. By the way. And then I think they added a line too about like strengthening home and family in there somewhere. Yeah. But that was after my time. And I I think I it was maybe after expected. my time too. Yeah. I yeah. think it was like 2009 or something. But the fact that 20 years after ever having recited that in Young Women, I still basically know it. Yeah, goes to show you like how many times we said that and just how burned into our brains it was. We were just reciting it over and over. It was our Pledge of Allegiance. So those values like faith, divine nature, individual worth, all of those, you had to have goals and projects for all of those going on Mm -hmm. that you were checking off in order to get the jewelry. It was a lot. In order to get the jewelry. Yeah, I mean, the jewels. I guess, and just prove yourself, right? Right. Be a, a righteous young woman. It was just one of many landmark goals along the way through your adolescence in the church that you had to reach. Like, yes. there, throughout your whole life, there are expectations for you for different achievements, you know? From the time you're a little kid, I mean, getting baptized alone is an achievement. In order to get baptized, we had to know the articles of faith, or at least one article of faith we would get mm-hmm. quizzed on by the bishop, which I doubt they do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, you found that they don't require that memorization anymore of the articles yeah. of faith. Yeah. Which is fascinating to me. Again, for those who don't know, the articles of faith were written by Joseph Smith in the early days mm-hmm. as like these, there are 13 of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these 13 statements that like encapsulate Mormon doctrine, although Mormon doctrine is uh, hardly encapsulated by them. Yeah. And we had to memorize those. We had to memorize those by the time we were done with primary. So before yeah. we turned 12. Right. You were spouting off statements about the earth receiving its paradisiacal glory or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you were saying all kinds of shit you didn't even we, understand. Yeah. We did not know what we were talking about. Do you remember some of those? I would need to look at them, but I probably know most of them. We believe in God, the eternal father. And in his son, Jesus Christ. And in the Holy Ghost. Ghost. We believe that men should be punished for their own sins and not for Adam's transgression. Does that seem right? That sounds almost right. Yeah, it sounds a little off, but close. I love how obsessed you are with getting these things right. (laughs) gotta prove myself look i know that i'm mentally ill about all this i'm i'm aware it's not healthy yeah we believe that men will be punished for their own sins and not for adam's transgressions okay the big one was the last one which is we believe in being honest true chaste benevolent virtuous in doing good to all men Indeed, we may say we follow the admonition of Paul. We believe all things. We hope all things. We have endured many things. We hope to be able to endure all things. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. Where is this living in my brain? What could I achieve in my life if I didn't have 
so much of this taking up space in my brain. Yeah. I had to let this stuff go in order to make room for like, you know, keeping a job and like, (laughs) you know, I kept it in there. It's locked in there, man. Hmm. I'm not saying I feel good about it. You should feel good about it. I think you feel a little good about it. (laughs) But Mormons love memorization and that really worked its way into my personality, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like I remember at a certain point I decided I was going to stop looking at hymn books and just try and sing the hymns and see if I could. And I was like, wow, I have all these hymns memorized without even trying. And so I would do that with things like with scriptures, with hymns, with whatever, to kind yeah. of like prove to myself that I could memorize. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always trying to prove something. <laughs> Man. Anyway, I'm, I should stop talking. Otherwise our listeners are going to find me incredibly unlikable and we're going to stop following the podcast i don't think that's true i i mean you fully admit it's a it's a weakness not a strength yeah holding on to all of this information doesn't it's make a character flaw better than anyone yeah <laughs> it does no. not i do not feel superior <laughs> i promise you yeah no 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 yeah so that was our day we were doing all that shit yeah. what are they doing today Katie? come to find out in 2019 they threw all that in the trash mm. and they said you know what let's simplify for these kids i don't know i have such a chip on my shoulder about this i like to take a deep breath it makes me so mad so now they have a new program that's called children and youth yeah children and youth which is a terrible name for the program a terrible number name. one so generic um, it's a program for both girls and boys which is the number one difference Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's meant to take the place of personal progress, but also um, scouting because Boy Scouts in the church have parted ways, which is right. a whole thing we could talk about. But now we have this new program where nobody's keeping up with you. Yeah. Except for your parents, if they want to ask, hey, how's it going? But um, they're not supposed to be like tracking for you or marking off your goals. it's like all up to the kid it's all up to the kid it's up to you what you want your goals to be they're supposed to be centered around the spiritual social physical and intellectual Mm -hmm. which is interesting we'll definitely talk about that but yeah you just come up with your own goals and uh, and i because i'm unhinged was like well how many in what areas what do i need to do to to succeed at this right yeah And it says that they're encouraged to focus on two goals in each of the four areas each year. So eight goals a year. And I looked up sample goals and a lot of them are like, oh, you want to learn about charity. So you're going to read scriptures on charity and then journal about it. What? Right. We were going so much harder than that and juggling so many more goals. And I'm not saying that it's better. I'm just saying like, I feel like there's a trend, like we've kind of talked about in other episodes in the church, to sort of water things down a little. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Yeah. That's like, great. But I'm like, are you telling me I could have been successful in church? Right. But it makes us feel crazy. It makes us feel gaslit because mm-hmm. we grew up in this like incredibly regimented version of the church. Yeah. Where just sort of having these loosey-goosey goals to read the scriptures was not going to get you where you were expected to go. No. And it was just so much more toxic. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, 
in the age of one piercing per ear, don't wear denim to church, don't wear flip-flops. I saw there was a girl in the like handbook for this children and youth who has pink hair. Wow, Katie. I cannot imagine no. seeing a visual like that as a young Mormon. No. I, that like blows my mind. It would have changed everything for me. And, and again, obviously, it's obviously for the best. Yes, good for these kids. Great. Yeah. Happy for them. And to be fair, the suggested goals are still plenty toxic. So yes. under like physical goals, some right. of the suggestions I found manage physical desires in a healthy way, which we know what that means. Yeah manage (laughs) what do you want me to do exactly yeah Um, another another is to learn ways to protect yourself from abuse and seek help if needed again in the framework of the church very loaded and problematic yes like the language of it is a little victim blamey like you better protect yourself from abuse Mm -hmm. you child and if you don't it's because you didn't learn how and then also right. seek help if needed, but from a bishop who's not even going to report it. So yeah, like, so. Ah. and then um, another one of the physical goals is avoid pornography. Great. Great. I also found a suggested goal to learn about like internet safety <laughs> and, and the activity they suggested to achieve that goal was to bring in an expert on internet safety, like a police officer. Bring in the police. Yeah. <laughs> Bring for church. Like, what? And then another one I found was about setting the goal to learn to appreciate your own womanhood, which I think is great. Uh-huh. What a nice goal. Um, but the suggestion was to study the language about women in the proclamation on the family, which is another thing I memorized at one point, by the way. <laughs> why i took a class at byu where our final was to recite the proclamation that's such a stupid final i know i don't still have that one memorized that that's good you let it absolute go nonsense <laughs> um but there's very little language specifically about women in that and it's all about you know like i don't even know i don't even want to i get feel like it's it. that like normal mormon bullshit jargon where it's like yes. women are amazing women are (laughs) so special you're nurturers and men are providers basically and like that's not gonna get you very far into like a nuanced appreciation of your own womanhood so it's not it's still pretty it's still got some toxicity in there yeah to be fair i also saw some suggestions that i thought were kind of great there was one about like learning to manage stress and it was talking about like um meditation practices Uh, and i was uh like man imagine you know we actually did do that in young women did you bring it up we did meditate Mm -hmm. that's good we're doing that Mm -hmm. yeah that's great very good i actually want to say i feel like i was a a young woman leader at that point and i like led a yoga class and then we meditated or something yeah isn't that nice that's fantastic yeah along with the new program they've got new jewelry and new Let's like talk about it. rewards. Let's talk about it. So one thing we should mention is that in the church for a super long time, um, they've given C- what are called CTR rings to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, is it when you get baptized, you get a CTR ring? Probably. Probably yeah. something like that. 
Um, and CTR, if you're not in the inner circle, means um, choose the right, mm-hmm. which pretty self-explanatory. If you know, you know. I'm you pretty know. sure I still have my like CTR ring that I wore in college. <laughs> I think if I looked through my jewelry, I would find it. Yeah. Did you have like a cute one? I had a cute one. Mm, nice. Go on. <laughs> anyway, and they are, the church is still doing CTR rings. So nobody freak out. Yeah. Okay. There are still CTR rings. But now it was kind of unclear when they're giving these, but it's whenever you like enter this um, children and youth program, you get a ring that has an engraving of your local area temple on mm. it. So it's specific to where you live, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. And I then, would have loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all would have been losing our minds. So you get that. And then what else do you get? As you go on, there's like a, a freaking like a keychain. I saw a keychain in there. Mm-hmm. The The symbol on it is a little more like chic and subtle. Mm-hmm. You, you could almost pass it off as just like, oh, this is just my ring. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Um, but you said at the end, if you achieve the ultimate status, you get a crystal with Jesus on it. Yeah, they and they do refer to it as a crystal. Do you think they charge their crystals at the solstice? <laughs> do you think there's like a crystal mage? Like the church has like a crystal guy who's like yeah. some weirdo, but he's Mormon and he like lives on the beach in California and like yeah. charges them in the sunrise. And he's like, use these to help you manifest your intentions. <laughs> See, I can Because again, that. that would be great. But also I'd be pissed because we didn't have that. No, we didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was reading about um, in order to complete the children and youth program and get your certificate is based on whether or not you are found to strive to study the scriptures and pray daily, be worthy of a limited use temple recommend practice mm. in sabbath meetings quorum or classwork and seminary work on goals in each area of growth and serve others in a personally significant way which could include a service project mm. i don't know how they say strive to yeah i and mean like, that's all pretty loose do the which best is you can. great yes even like work on goals in each area you just have to strive to work on them you don't even have to achieve them which yeah. was not the vibe when we were kids no. man it was very specific. People yeah. were like crushed not to get their medallions because they didn't check off every one of the million boxes. Yeah. And now it sounds like you can pretty much get a crystal for showing up. Which is good. Let good. the kids feel good about themselves. Yeah. I remember feeling like I don't, I wish I could remember specifically what was going on. Like what was the vibe? What were we doing? But I remember there were like a couple of projects that I worked on where I didn't complete the friggin mission like whatever I was mm-hmm. supposed to do I didn't do it in time or whatever because yep. I feel like mm-hmm. there were time limits on things sure and like it was really and it was just like well too bad you yeah know? you'd have to like finish before you were moving from my maid to Laurel or whatever and if you right. didn't it was all wiped away yeah you had to start like, over one thing people might not understand if they were members of the church is like as a kid, this is like a big time commitment. Like oh, yeah. being a teenager in the church is a full-time job. Like <laughs> it feels like it at least. You go to seminary. In our case, we went to early morning seminary. Every so, like, weekday. 
every weekday I got up at five o'clock in the morning and drove mm-hmm. to like the next town over basically to go to seminary before school, which is nuts. Seminary is basically like you get taught different books of scripture by a total nut job. Mm-hmm. And Always you have a to nut do job. That. Always a nut job. And they keep track of attendance. You're like trying to get mm-hmm. perfect attendance. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you graduate from seminary. And if you haven't attended enough, you don't graduate. And to go to BYU, you have to graduate seminary. Really? So my senior year, I started to get real tired because <laughs> I also <laughs> had early morning seminary. Yeah. I had to get up at 4.30 because both my brother and I were going and it was a whole thing. Yeah. So I was tired and I started having sleep problems where I would wake up in the middle of the night and think it was morning and like get in the shower. I remember that. And my mom would knock on the bathroom door and be like, you're doing it again. It's only midnight. Like I was kind of losing my mind. Hmm. And dad, our dad has always been a little subversive and he was like, stop going to seminary. Just stop. And I kind of did. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was also one of my rebellious little phases was senior year of high school so it got to the point where I missed enough where my graduation was on the line Mm. and to make up for it my seminary teacher devised this plan that I was going to do a scripture mastery test over the phone with her which is scripture mastery is like or it was like a scripture chase So Mm. scripture mastery, there were scriptures in each book of scripture that Mormons believe in that the students had to memorize. Mm -hmm. And one way you showed you like knew where they were and had them memorize or whatever is you do a scripture chase where you'd get like the first line of it and you'd have to find it and you'd like race the other students to find it. And then, you know, there was some memorization component too. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I did a scripture chase over the phone (laughs) and I totally cheated i had the little bookmark with all of the yeah. scriptures on it right in front of me and i would like sort of take a little bit longer just to play it off and she was like you're so fast i can tell you've really been preparing but like my future was on the line yeah i had to graduate so i could go to byu so i was just like i gotta do what it takes here even as a really indoctrinated mormon i was like the stakes feel kind of low Mm-hmm. that so? uh, you know thank you so much for sharing that with I'm, us I know that, that maybe it was a little bit hard for you um that's so funny yeah. I love that sorry I, sister Terry I pulled the wool over your eyes <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting yeah I was the same way I I mean I think it was like in my senior year at some point that I told my parents that I was going to be done going to church I would continue to go with them till I was done with high school and then I was going to be done. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure when exactly. I think that like pretty much right away I stopped going to seminary, which yeah. was wow, what a load off. What a life-changing move Seriously. for the better. So back to what you were saying about how being a, a Mormon teenager is so time-consuming. You have seminary every morning. You have activities in the evenings at least once a week, sometimes yeah. more. Yeah. You have other activities like dances and stuff Mm -hmm. on the weekends or youth conference or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then church is three hours long. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you had like callings that required more time. Like if you were in a, if you were the president of the beehives or whatever, you had to go to meetings. And then you were like, in our family, we were expected to do things like be in the ward choir. And like, we were just at church all the time. Mm-hmm. and with church people all the time all the time 
yeah, looking back, I can't believe the, just the time suck. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I was going to mention though, church is not three hours long anymore. Nope. Another example of how we suffered. So you don't have to. <laughs> three hours <laughs> is too long. It's crazy long. I remember being a missionary and trying to get people to come to church and they'd be like three hours Yeah, and you're not even like feeding us lunch. You know, yeah. like the Baptists were sending a bus and feeding them a whole meal yeah. and only keeping them in a, an hour. We couldn't compete with that. No kidding. You know, it's funny. That brings up like a, like kind of a favorite memory of mine. And I feel like this is common. Like this happened in multiple wards that I was in after church, somebody would pull up with all the like expired bread. Yeah. The like gleaners would pull up and be like, Hey, whoever needs bread. And man, we were like ravenous wild dogs. Like we would just be like, where's the cinnamon raisin bagels? Come on. And I remember my mom would give me a hard time because she'd be like, don't take anything. And I'd be like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. And I totally am. I'm starving. We've been yeah, you've for- been in church for hours. hours. Yeah. We also were in one of those Mormon families where like our parents were always in the Relief Society residency or the bishopric. And so you stayed at church. I remember um, in the old like seventh ward building, when dad was in the bishopric, he was in charge of tithing for years. Oh, yeah. It felt like. Yeah. And we would stay after because mom had some important calling, too, and she was off. So we kids would stay after in the clerk's office for hours <laughs> while they processed the tithing. Wow. It is like a core memory of mine sitting in that room. Mm-hmm. And I remember Brother Baker and yeah. he and dad were going through all the checks. And we were like, I'm starving to death. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can do I know. This. Yeah. And one of every four of those Sundays, you are fasting. Yeah, you are. It was brutal. I mean, we oh, have been great. through a lot, Katie. Yeah, we've been through so much. Oh, Ooh. my God. It was so hard. Anyway, bringing it back around to, I don't know, goal setting. What are we yeah, talking about? That's right. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> We both did a little digging into our own personal artifacts. Yeah. We both wanted to see if we could find our old personal progress books. I don't have that, but I did find some things and you found some things. So we need to do a little show and tell. Yeah. So how about you let me show mine first because mine are not like pertinent whatsoever, but then we'll bring it back around to you and you'll you'll close us out. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So I was going through my many, many books of Mormon. I don't know why I have so many. And I found a couple of things. One interesting thing, I wish I knew the context of this because I just find it so delightful. I have the lyrics to Celine Dion's Because You Love Me printed. Oh, wow. A little sheet. You know, someone decided that that could be applied to like Jesus. Jesus, yeah. And the first chorus is bold in bold so clearly that spoke to them what are the lyrics katie you were my strength when i was weak misspelled you were my voice when i couldn't speak you were my eyes misspelled when i couldn't see (laughs) you saw the best there was i me lifted me up when i couldn't reach you gave me faith because you believed i'm everything i am because you loved me this means they typed it out by hand i was wheezing (laughs) they didn't copy paste that's cute 
<laughs> I don't know what that was from. Dang it. Okay, moving on. I also found this is from when I was very young. It says my name and it says how to pray and what to pray for. Oh. Um, it's a little all over the place, but let's, it's just some, some bullets. Let's, let's I'm ready. This. Pray frequently. Okay. That doesn't give me a lot, but okay. Nope. Uh, find an appropriate place. So mm. like, maybe you need to go hide. Maybe you're at a party where people What's are an kissing. Inappropriate place. Um, just like dropping to your knees in, uh, in Applebee's. Cause I feel like that's mixed messaging. Like, I feel like. There are Mormons who do that kind of thing. I've but definitely I like had Mormons bit try to play with on. me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like by you, you and are me. are supposed to be kind of discreet about it. But I, I remember people being kind of judgy of like people who would pray over their food, like in yeah. a cafeteria setting. I mean, I remember being on a date at BYU and we were at the BYU Creamery eating ice cream. And the guy was like, should we say a prayer? And I said, you can if you want. And he prayed in Spanish. No, why? <laughs> we went on to date for several weeks. <laughs> Lisa. I'm so sorry. I'm going to be sick. Okay. It's a self-betrayal more than anything. I just want everybody to know that I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, third bullet. Be humble. Mm-hmm. It's important okay. always. Again, pray. I'm not sure how to pray. <laughs> I'm still not getting anything here. Pray meaningfully. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, express gratitude. That's pretty clear. Thank you. Got it. Pray for your leaders. Mm-hmm. I'll bet. You're losing me. <laughs> pray for wisdom, judgment, and understanding. Okay. I mean, I there's a lot encapsulated in that bullet, but fine i'm still not um, sure how to pray yeah that is all that's was all I that it that was all i also found here i'm going to turn off my blur don't judge how messy my space is i also found some pictures of me so this is why you should watch on youtube so you can look this is me sitting in front of the seattle temple oh look looking at you incredibly cute i don't even know how that's me and then this is also me at some sort of church activity that was when you had a mom haircut. That's a mom haircut. That's a mom shirt. That's a built-in collar on a sweater. Yeah, it's an Argyle sweater with an attached collar for our listeners. Um, One more thing. I found the journal that our mom started writing mm. before I was born, which is full of all kinds of nuggets. Yeah. I mentioned going to church several times, but don't have much to say about it. Because that's what journals are for. I have do have some facts about Aaron, the brother of Moses. Oh, um, dynamite. God called Aaron and Moses to help free children from bondage in Egypt. He and Moses saw the Lord on Mount Sinai. He died in the wilderness <laughs> before the children of Israel could enter the promised land of Canaan. Of life. Yeah, that's... Uh, we're Aaron. Yep. The very last entry, though, is what we're here for. June 17th, 2003. So I was 11. It just says, I wonder what Area 51 hides. <laughs> and it's underlined. You were asking the real questions at that that's point. It. And that says wow. everything you need to know. What artifacts? Now, uh, let's get back to the subject. <laughs> Lay it on me. Okay. Mine are, yes, a little more oriented around goal setting, but I don't even care. Bring every artifact you can find on the podcast, Katie. 
So the first thing I turned up is my copy of Preach My Gospel from when I was a missionary. And it is marked up like my life oh, depended gosh, on it. I can see that. <laughs> Which to some extent my life did depend on it. <laughs> and um, I mean, this is one of the only things I was allowed to read for over a year yeah. and a half. Like, Ooh. anyway, but I was trying to think about like goal setting we did on our missions and it was crazy. It was a ton. But in Preach My Gospel, one of my favorite little goal setting exercises was at the end of the chapter on Christ-like attributes, there's this attribute activity which I'm just holding it up to show like how much text is yeah. involved. And okay. what you do here is there are all these attributes like faith, hope, charity, virtue, knowledge, patience, humility, diligence, obedience. And then all these like descriptions of those attributes and you rate yourself <gasps> on a scale from one to five. Let's do it. One being I never do this. <laughs> five being I always do this. Okay. And the idea is we were taught to rate ourselves every transfer, which is every six weeks, to see like how we were improving and then to mm -hmm. set goals. And oh my goodness, it was very involved. So yeah, let's try a couple. Okay. Um, Katie, on a scale from one to five, I am clean and pure in heart. Five. Yeah. I mean, what does that even mean? Sure. Every day. How about I am meek and lowly in heart? Like a two. Who cares? How about I know by the power of the Holy Ghost that the Book of Mormon is true? Zero. Sorry. Rats. I love that you're below never, which is what one <laughs> Let's see. Come on, get me some points, Elisa. Mm. I have no desire to do evil, but to do good. Mm. I can only say about a three there. Yeah, I think a three <laughs> is fair. Sometimes I... Sometimes I, you want to mix it up. I'd be committing evil acts here and there. So, you know, and it goes on. There's so many. And you're rating yourself and you're setting these goals and then you rate yourself again. It was exhausting. I remember even as a missionary where all my time was literally devoted to the church, I was like, this is a bit much. Something else that I found, my missionary daily planners, I have a handful of them. This one is from the six weeks after I came home. I can't even open it. <laughs> Insert Twilight Zone music here. I know. But let me show you a couple of things. This is from a planner towards the end of my mission. And when I look at it, I, I imagine myself like wearing a tinfoil hat and like <laughs> having newspaper clippings up on the walls of my apartment with like string attached to them <laughs> and just a crazed look in my eye. Mm -hmm. That is the setting. Okay, I can't wait. Goals. So we would set like, Goals for the whole transfer, goals for the week, goals for the day, goals for ourselves, goals for our companionship, goals for our district, goals for our investigators, goals, 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 goals. So luckily we had spent our entire youth doing this because, man, did we ever need it. This is what it looks like. Just this is a weekly goals page. <clears throat> We're setting goals for investigators to baptize this week mm -hmm. investigators to set a baptismal date with so these are the number of people we're going to ask to get baptized this week alone okay how many people are we going to have a sacrament meeting how many lessons are we going to teach how many people are we going to talk to that was one we added in our mission mm. we called them oyms open your mouth and the idea <laughs> was you we were not allowed to pass someone on the street without trying to share the gospel 
which I remember coming home from my mission and passing people on the street and almost breaking down into tears because it was such a relief Mm. to just be able to walk by people. Anyway, on this particular week, our goal was to have one person baptized, which meant they had a baptism date planned. Uh, Our actual was zero. Yeah. Okay. Devastating. This week that I'm looking at right now, our goal was to have five people in sacrament meeting. We had zero. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Our goal was to OYM 150 people. Six. Oh, Elisa, open your damn mouth. <laughs> and if I remember right, this area, it was like we were in a car. It was winter. We lived in a small town. We also were like the mission sisters, which meant we traveled to other people's areas. We were like not out and about as much as normal missionaries, but six. Yeah, 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 Elisa. Excuse me. And us. like I was, you know me from this episode alone. I was insane about my goals. So you know that at the end of this week, I was like, I am trash. Yeah. I don't deserve to go on. But then, like, we all have our goals for the week in my companionship. This At this point, I was in a threesome. Yes, that's what okay. we called it. And then my goal was to be more of a Christ-like leader. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Sure. That's just and something then, you write um, down. One of my companions who'd been really slacking... Her goal was to just suck it up and be happy. Wow. She was going through it. And I wrote that down. Mm. <laughs> I was like, she's finally going to suck You're it like, up and good. be happy. Good. Anyway. <laughs> Alisa, I can't believe that that happened to you, but I also can't believe that you put yourself through that. Me neither. I mean, the day I arrived in the mission field, I was like, what have I done? I got to get out of here. Yeah. But there's no turning back without absolutely shaming yourself Mm -hmm. for what felt like for life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, At that point. So I stuck it out and it was rough, man. And they do. Like, even if you are a person who's determined to go home, they make it hard for you. Oh, yeah. I had companions who were begging, literally begging the mission president to go home. And he was like, nope, not going to send you. In part because of talks like, I think you've maybe seen circulating around TikTok, that Elder Holland talk where he's like, don't you dare go home early from your mission. Like, there's no more, like, tragic group of people on earth than people who go home early from their missions. And so that kind of thinking, I mean, my mission president was definitely trained in that. And I remember him telling me, like, Sister So-and-so is begging me to go and she's, you know, like, her PTSD is triggered and she's having these flashbacks to being abused as a child which she actually never knew until she came on this mission and her, you know her health is is bad and her her aunt, grandfather died and i will not send her home and i was just like maybe we should yeah sounds like you should and sounds like you should not be telling me any of this oh yeah the number of like violations of privacy and trust when you're on a mission like nothing is your own anymore like I knew if I told literally anybody anything about how I was feeling or Mm -hmm. things that were happening for me it was everybody's business it reminds me a lot of like those wilderness behavior programs (laughs) that people put their teenagers in where they send them to Utah I feel like the people who work at those places were just are just ex-missionaries yeah Oh, oh like, absolutely. Let's go. 
I know multiple people who've worked at those places. And I know multiple people who have gone through those programs. So that's the difference between you and me. This is the type (laughs) of people we are. These are the circles we run in. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, Katie. So now that we are on the other side of Mormonism, we're still well-trained goal setters. Mm -hmm. And it's a new year. So yeah, what are your goals, Katie? So I... I made goals for myself based on the children and youth programs (gasps) little setup. So I have four goals. Oh my gosh. But they're all mostly pretty stupid, but not totally bullshit. Um, Number one, my spiritual goal is to figure out if I believe in Jesus. Okay, good. Number two, my social goal is to check in with friends literally ever (laughs) and also to confide in a person. Oh my gosh, I would love to be that person. Maybe you will be. There are some people listening to this podcast who you've kind of confided in a little bit. It's true. I definitely have shared more on this podcast to just like whoever is listening than I have um, in years and years and years and years and years to a single person. So that's that's good for me. My physical goal is to have a baby (laughs) because I am pregnant. So there's no way. That's plenty. That's um, plenty and it's on the books. It's going to happen. My intellectual goal is to read books outside of the romance slash fantasy smut genre that I frequent, Hmm. but I might skip that one. Um, I love that. I love that you did it in the children and youth categories. Thank you. I brought my unhinged goal Mm. spreadsheet and I'm not going to show it because I've revealed too much already, but I will tell you the categories. Please. I have several categories and then there are obviously like sub goals and sub plans and it's color coded and and then I do like a six month version. I I don't want You're know. like my husband. It's crazy. We're Tauruses, Katie. Oh yeah, you guys are both Taurus. I love you. Um okay, my categories are read more, write more, move more, save more, adventure more, which includes like travel, but other things too. Connect uh-huh. more. And then develop more. And last year, my develop more category uh, goal was to take a pottery class. And I did it. And I loved it. Good for you. I'm going to take another one. Are you? Mm Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. That's so fun. I saw you laughing at my categories, but. (laughs) It's just so Mormon. It's so our mom. I know. Yeah. Look. I love it. I know. I know. So, yeah, that's me. An absolutely unhinged ex-Mormon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Please follow us everywhere at Please Bless Pod. We're so excited to bring you a new year of content. Mm -hmm. And we are grateful for your support as we've gotten this podcast going in 2022. We see like lots of great things ahead. Mm -hmm. And yeah, come along. Come along. We humbly thank you for your faith, your divine nature. Your individual worth. You are all, you have so much worth. You're worth so much. Yeah, please bless all of you. Please bless Mm -hmm. the dawn of 2023. Yeah, please bless 2023. And please bless this podcast. Amen.